When you're the Slayer, you kind of hope there's going to be evil things for you to slay. While Buffy admittedly needs some nights off, she has a social life. Duh. She She took the responsibility of her destiny pretty seriously. Oh, you should if you're a slayer. I mean, it's, you're going to be killed. They got people trying to kill you every day of your life and night. She took the responsibility of her destiny pretty seriously, and no luck was needed. All her training and practice paid off as she dispatched vampires with ease night after night. So when you just want to do the work and get the job done, wish yourself some monsters. Hello and welcome to episode 394 of Under the Call of MS. This is a normal Tuesday comics and health episode. Little bit of this, little bit of that, little bit of whatnot, little bit of whatever. Uh, let's see here. <clears throat> yeah, a pile of stuff piling up. Yeah, most things around. But we got a nice little pile of comics today. Some good horror comics. See if I can remember what they're all about. Starting out with All Guts, No Glory from Xenoscope. This is number three of three. The final episode, final issue. Unbeknownst to the general population, there are highly trained military teams who bravely protect us from dozens of species of monsters that we don't know exist. And then there are the guys who clean it all up. Craig and Jimmy are those guys. And while Craig has accepted his lot in life, Jimmy desperately wishes to one day become an elite monster hunter himself. But when Craig and Jimmy stumble onto a charming vampire named Sarah, they'll be forced to decide if they should risk everything to help save her soul. So the guys are still protecting Sarah and trying to find a way to kill like a head vampire, maybe cure her. Excuse me, I got a dry throat. We had a hour long meeting before this and I did uh, some other stuff before that. And my vocal cords are pretty wiped out, but we should be able to get through this today. Uh... Yeah, they're hunting the head vampire down, hoping that if they kill the head vampire, then maybe she'll return to normal if she doesn't drink human blood. And Jimmy's little thing with wanting to be a monster hunter, it's like, do you really want to be one of those dicks? I mean, they're basically in here, and many times, the military portrayed characters are basically the high school jocks just going around beating people up because they think they're better than everybody else, calling them names, picking on them, doing things to them. But, yeah. We had Jimmy doing some hunt monster hunter practice, which is kind of fun watching him deal with a werewolf. <laughs> uh, but, yeah, we get a deep, get, I mean, it's almost like this issue was bigger than the first two issues combined. And they kind of like, it felt like they were like, oh shit, 
we're ending this in three issues. Maybe we should have went four or five. But yeah, it's it's a it's a great layout for how they finished it this run off and hopefully have more runs to come in the future as we are teased as usual with most comics short runs just in case they do bring back a run they like to tease things but yeah see how the guys deal with trying to protect her and trying to save her and if they do or don't or what happens along the way and all the characters and creatures they get to deal with along the way. It's just all guts, no glory by Xenoscope. It was a lot of fun. It started off a little, little eh, high school jockish, jocks and geeks fighting away type atmosphere. But then eventually the story got way more fun and I, I enjoyed it. I was glad I picked it up. Following that up, we got Buffy, the Vampire Slayer, the 25th anniversary. This is a lot of fun. Uh, nice, big issue. Lots of little stories. Uh, let's see, how many do they have? One, two, three, four, five different little short stories thrown together in here. We are the Slayer epilogue. Wondrous and surprising magic. Is this what I wanted? Mirrors don't don't lie and trust the process. Uh, a lot of variety of artists and writers in here. Into every generation, a slayer is born, a chosen one. They alone will wield the strength and skill to fight the vampires, demons, and forces of darkness to stop the spread of their evil and the swell of their number. They are the Slayer. But yeah, we get nice little storylines for each of the characters. And it's fun watching how they play through these. And whether or not it's based off the known previous storyline or not. That is... uh, your own depiction as you read it for depending on how much knowledge you have of the past. But I like the way they take Buffy and the rest of the monster hunting gang and kind of like give stories showing different views and different uh, aspects of each of the characters. And it was just a lot of fun. I, I, I was happy I got it. I know I picked it up because of it being an anniversary special. I got the little Jennifer Freezine cover. Uh, But yeah, it's if you're a Buffy fan or not a Buffy fan, either way, this book works great because... You're getting a variety of oddball stories and you don't have to know nothing to read these and they'll give you some fun looks into the characters that are that surround the whole vampire slayer. But 
check it out. Buffy the Vampire Slayer, the 25th anniversary by Boom Studios. Number one, but I believe it's just a one shot. And then I thought number one and two and then three and four were coming together, but apparently they're going to be separated by a couple weeks. And we got Deadpool Bad Blood number one. I wasn't sure what this was going to give us for the Deadpool style storyline, the character. Uh, I couldn't remember where where it was located at as far as what he was up to. But in here... We get to see Deadpool doing some things with an entity that ends up getting him to cross back with the X-Force crew. And it has lots of fun with the Domino, Domino character in here. She has a tendency to pop up around Deadpool and then the rest of the X-Force characters coming along the way, Cable and stuff, and they're the way they conflict. with Deadpool along the way from their past histories and all that. Uh, one of the baddies we get to deal with in here is Reaper. And, of course, Deadpool is going to cause issues with the X-Force, with the way he takes care of things, and it's just... This is kind of like an enjoyable little regroup, reintroduction of X-Force and Deadpool, the way they just bringing up things from the past and where he is now in the future and what's going on while he's on his own dealing with his things. Kind of back in the mercenary lifestyle, collecting, collecting bounties doing his job to make some extra cash along the way and take out a few characters while you're making some bucks. And it's just, yeah. It was fun. I think it's only going to be a four-issue run. It was put out two months back-to-back, issue one and two, and then three and four. And I haven't seen nothing since. So that is Deadpool Bad Blood by Marvel Comics. And, of course, Lyfield, Sims, Bowers, Faharu Jr. are collaborating in that one. So, check it out. Then we got Digger, number five, from Action Lab Danger Zone Comics. I believe this is the final issue of this one also. And we get to deal, see the characters dealing with a scarecrow. That's kind of trying to get to a fair, the fairgrounds, to some big fair, fair event happening, and of course, cause some chaos and damage along the way. 
Why do the worst monsters come out in the middle of the day? Because evil doesn't wear a watch. But yeah, you, you rarely see the daytime monsters. It's usually always a nighttime monster. But always interesting when you get to see a daytime one. And what type of character it's going to be. What their abilities are and what they're up to. But I was very happy with this run overall. I enjoyed these two characters working together. They kind of left it iffy whether or not they're going to keep working together. Or if they're going to go their separate ways. Or if someone possibly passed away too early and we hope something will happen to change that in the long run or who knows you never know what you're gonna get until you read it so check out digger by action lab comics and danger zone that was issue number five of what i am going to say is number five of five And then, I mean, this is just a great day of introduction comics and ending comics and just layouts from all the storylines of the past and everything else. I picked up Hulk Grand Design by Jim Rugg. I mainly bought it because of the awesome redo of the old Wolverine Hulk cover with the Hulk's image in the Wolverine's claws, but caught in the heart of a nuclear explosion, victim of gamma radiation, gone wild, Dr. Robert Bruce Banner now finds himself transformed in times of stress into seven feet, 1,000 pounds of unfettered fury. The most powerful creature to ever walk the earth. I never knew he was around a thousand pounds. I wouldn't have thought that. I would have thought more like five to eight hundred, but <laughs> uh, this is beautiful. Apparently they've done this before. But it gives you the layout of the Hulk over the years. Tons of variety of different style artworks being represented. Some beautiful new artwork being represented. Uh, I really enjoyed this. I I knew nothing about this. Uh, another member of our Crimson Cult Comic Club explained it to me, but I didn't totally comprehend what I was getting. And if I would have known this, I would have never been second-guessing it. I would have bought it, definitely. I believe it's only two issues because there's two that I ordered. This one and one other one that will be out next month, I think. Uh, But it gets you caught up on everything Hulk over the years. And from the regular Hulk, the Incredible Hulk, the Rampaging Hulk. It's just beautiful how it's... The key aspects are laid out, and I actually learned a few things and found a couple areas that I want to reread or go and find and read. I mean, 
what was the one the Hulk fighting killer clowns in outer space and stuff like that. So, and there's just a lot of fun things that get represented in here that thankfully I didn't read certain runs because they would have been too overly aggressive in my point of view and I wouldn't have cared to follow certain things. And I'm glad I see see it this way so that way I get the overall process of what happened back then and then I can decide, well, I'm not going to worry about that. I'm going to worry about this chunk that I want to jump in on and then avoid these chunks and stuff like that. It's just, I love that. It's like the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles when they did their 100th special or 1,000, I can't even remember what number it was. But they did a beautiful recap of catching you up. And I, I just love that when they do that with these comics that have such long-running ongoing things and all the side stories and everything else and this way you at least get a concept of it without having to spend a million dollars to try and follow the characters and so i suggest checking it out check out hulk grand design by marvel comics it's going to be a two-parter i believe so pick them both up and that way you got everything you need to know about the hulk in your collection and then you can build it from there. And then the final one I'm going to talk about is Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Annual 2022 by IDW Comics. <coughs> Excuse me. Raspy throat. I'll take a drink here pretty soon. The story so far. After Master Splinter sacrificed himself to save the world. Very sad point in the turtle history and just kind of been leaving a bummer thing hang over the whole storylines lately but just missed the old splinter but the four teenage mutant ninja turtle brothers have found themselves too grief stricken by their father's death and too preoccupied by new individual responsibilities to operate as a team their leader leonardo plans a mission together to change all that. But are they ready? Uh, of course they are. They're Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. They're always ready, but they're going to have their problems along the way. We get to see them grouping up and working together, trying to work together, I should say, as they... figure out how to deal with life now that Splinter's gone. I was sorry, I just paused there for a second because I seen there was something on the back cover too. Let's see what it says. The turtles embark on a secret mission to their roots, but a mysterious creature hunts them relentlessly. The turtles will have to find a new way to come together to escape their foe and paint and the paint that haunts them or the pain that haunts them. A special story of remembrance and family written and drawn by acclaimed artist Juniba. Yeah, the character we get to deal with in here, I was instantly thinking the Rat King, but he goes by a different name under this, so I'm not sure if that is. I think it is still the Rat King. I thought that's what they said when I read the description of this back in the day. 
But it's interesting seeing the crew trying to figure out, hey, we, we kind of miss working together. We're kind of rusty on it. Everybody's dealing with things in their own own ways, and they need to learn how to work together again as a team. And it's just fun seeing the the crew try and work things out after Splinter's I'm going to say after Splinter's disappearance, I'm not accepting that Splinter's dead. I I read so many damn comic books that have characters that never age, that never die, that always come back to life if they do die. So I'm not putting Splinter out to dry. He's going to come back. Uh, But either way, it was fun. Catching up on what was happening. Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Annual 2022. Check it out by IDW Publishing. Uh, Other than that, let's see. Do I have anything exciting to go over? I did re... I don't know if I mentioned. I did re-watch the Spawn movie. Bonnie, Spawny, he's our man. He can't do it. Carly can't. <laughs> Violator can. Uh, back in the days when we got the Spawn movie, it was uh, kind of one of the first movies to give us an introduction introduction to modern weaponry with like missiles that split it split into a bunch of little missiles and they track and hunt a specific being and take them out it's like memory missiles and stuff like that smart smart bombs smart missiles all that was happening around then so it was fun seeing that back in the day it's the movie holds up i i enjoyed it just as much except for i didn't realize that it didn't really fulfill an ending throughout the movie it kind of left us hanging whereas we never got to spawn two or three we instead we got spawn animated feature, which I can't remember what that storyline was based on. I'd like to watch it again, but I don't know if I still have the DVD or not. And then they used the Heat 16 virus, which fits in perfectly with today's COVID 19 virus. It's a yeah, it's it's always amazing when something you see something years apart. And how it's so relevant later on in life. Uh, Sega. Sega! Wants to reboot Crazy Taxi. I I don't think that's crazy. I can't believe they haven't come up with another Crazy Taxi. Or rebooted the franchise. I thought that was a lot of fun back in the day. Just driving insanely with a taxi cab. And. Completing your missions and all the things that happen along the way and destruction and stuff. Sorry, I got to take a swig. I was going to try and make it to the end of this part of the episode, but my throat's driving me crazy. (coughs) So good. Uh, Speaking of COVID-19, the CDC is launching a forecasting center. To be like the National Weather Service for infectious diseases. That is a sign, people, that we are fucked. <laughs> it's like, 
The CDC starting a forecasting center for infectious diseases. It's like, what do we, what do we got to worry about today when we go outside, Frank? Uh, we're gonna get grow boils, or are we gonna bleed from our eyes and our butt, or are we gonna have our skin fall off? <laughs> what the hell? Uh, MIT scientists are spending their quality time on evenly sp- splitting Oreo cookies and filling. It's like, I can do that. There's the twist effect. If you don't want the filling to be on one side and you just want all the filling in together, or there's the pull and curl twist effect, which splits and you'll usually end up with half filling on one side of the cracker and half the filling on the other side of the cracker. I could have done that for them and they could have, I would have done it for free. And I can just imagine how much funding they used to figure this out. And this was so very important. But did they realize now we have like 50 different size stuffings for our Oreos? And there's stuffings with different flavors now, which the additives that go with those could affect how hard and soft the stuffing in it is and how it will peel. Did they even take that into consideration? Oh my God, they better start another scientific process on trying to figure out those answers next. <laughs> Other than that, we've been mostly, we've been checking out Pe- Peacock, which is free. And we just binged the whole face off uh, monster making mask type show. Uh, vegged out on that. And I've been checking out some good old WWE stuff. Lots of stuff on there you can get for free, and then you can update if you want other things. And Netflix, we've been checking out Old Enough. Where they have these, most of them are two, two and a half year olds, but like I'm guessing two to four year old kids in Japan that just go off for the day, getting groceries, delivering things, whatever they're told. And a camera crew follows them around. Apparently, they've been doing this for like 30 years. I can't believe no kids haven't been, well, they might have been attempted to get kidnapped or something like that. But, yeah, it's it's interesting where our world is, <laughs> the things that our world does. But you feel so bad for these kids. I just, I could not be a cameraman and not help them out when they get frustrated or they forget something or they're dropping something and getting it damaged and, Poor kids are just all wiped out, Trey, and things are, they're scared because they, it's getting dark out and they can't accomplish what they're trying to accomplish and no one's helping them. It's like, really? That's just complete dickishness. But it is definitely an interesting show called Old Enough. I started up season two of Space Force. I think season two is pulling off better than season one. Season one was kind of a sleeper fest. I was debating on finishing it. But yeah, we'll see how season two finishes off. And then I checked out The Atom Project. This was a fun Ryan's Reynolds film with kind of a big the Tom Hanks big movie type feel, but with action and it, all kinds of things happening. But it's just as fun. Uh, it's like time travel stuff from basically 2050 to 2022 and in between. It's 
there's just always time travel problems when you deal with anything like that. But I did enjoy the movie. It's got Mark Ruffalo and Zoe Zeldana and a variety of people in there. But yeah, Ryan Reynolds is holding up pretty good over the years, doing all kinds of interesting projects lately but that was the adam project so check it out if you need something to watch on netflix uh other than that we're running out of time for this portion i did pick up uh sunday comics but they sucked really bad this week but i have one comic i'll mention at the beginning of the next issue other than that, I can't really think. Can't remember any other ones that really pulled anything out. It's like, yeah, Dennis Demas work waking up early to bug Mister Wilson on a nice sunny day, and Mister Wilson wants to sleep, so he hates sunny days. Uh, yeah, Hagar the horrible with his band of rapist and murderers going back to an all-you-can-eat restaurant to destroy them again but the restaurant people are ready with their knives and stuff to stop them but yeah all kinds of crappy comic writers this week but we'll get back to you with our other portion right after this Okay, let's start this part out with, for better or for worse, the Sunday comics this week. Just this one little comic, just because it worked health-wise, so I figured, what the heck. Ring, ring. Hello. Yes, this is Mrs. Patterson. Uh Uh-huh, uh-huh. How am I doing today? Oh, not so good. (laughs) My stomach's acting up. I've been to the doctor a hundred times. He finally sent me to a specialist. And the specialist, well, do you know what he told me? He said, it's on account of my other medication, which I take for my nerves. I got terrible nerves. Just terrible. Ever since that thing with the laxatives. You know, I get upset every easily very easily it it doesn't take much to upset me tisk i also have trouble with my liver it shifts just bending down as is an ordeal i tell you if it wasn't for my kitty i'd go mad would you like to say hello to boo boo say hello to the nice man What did you say your name was? Hello. Sometimes I really enjoy telephone solicitors. (laughs) It's like that's all you got to do. Just play with them on the phone and they hang up and give up on you. It's like that's always the best thing to do. I like doing my little KRB radio live on the air thing. Usually by the time I'm done talking, they're... They've hung up on me. All right. Let's see what we got here for information today. 
looking at some stuff. We had Salma Blair, who went, who found out she had MS, and she went through some stem cell stuff. She revealed via Instagram that she is undergoing a stem cell transplant called hemo, hematopoietic stem cell transplantation, HSCT, which now I believe you have the AHSCT and, and one other one. But she did that to slow down her multiple sclerosis. I like that they said it the right way this time and put to slow down and not fix or heal or whatever they like to say. This experimental treatment uses chemotherapy to reset and rebuild a patient's immune system. The therapy includes many of the risks and side effects of traditional chemotherapy, including hair loss. In recent phase two clinical trials, HSCT showed promise in slowing the progression of relapsing remitting MS compared to existing disease-modifying drugs. Yes, do not expect to feel better or feel like you're being healed or anything like that. You might have some good effects from it, but you're also in the same state of process you are, you were when you went to get the stem cells, and you're not bettering your issues. You're just preventing future issues like we do with all our DMTs or DMDs, however you want to say it, disease-modifying therapies or disease-modifying drugs. But it's like, I mean, she, she's a star, so she can put pictures of her hair loss. She can put pictures of her standing with a cane. She can put things to get extra attention, get extra love from everybody and put out there that she's sick and dealing with some stuff but yet promoting that she's healthy and doing better those things can hurt us in the long run us people that are further along further progressed and dealing with more issues but uh basically you get hematope Hematopoietic stem cell transplantation, HSCT, is a complicated and still experimental therapy. That's why it's a lot of people have to go out of country to get it done, go to Mexico or somewhere else and find a therapist or a hospital or someone that can do the medication there and you're way it sounds it's like a month-long process so you better be able to afford to put whoever in a hotel that whole time and i don't know it's a lot of money for something that's just preventing future stuff from happening anytime soon and you don't know if it's helps in the long run or if it or if your body would have went through the same process without it and you're putting all that extra stress by traveling across country and other countries and going through the chemotherapy. And it's just a lot of wear and tear on the body to hope that it puts off issues for a while in the future. Uh, yeah. 
but it is still experimental and it uses mild to stronger forms of chemotherapy to reset a patient's immune system, erasing the memory of MS. But you're not erasing the memory of MS because your body still has the issues associated with it. At least from what I've seen. I don't know. I don't know if there is any use for it. Secondary progressive. I seen my MS specialist last Monday. Didn't have much to really go over with me. Just wanted to know what I needed done, where we were at, if there's any new things we wanted to go over. And then he just cares that in July that we get blood tests so we can see where we're at for the next round of Mavenclad, which starts in August. See if my blood counts are back good enough that I can start the medication. But right now my blood counts are too low on most of my stuff. So there's no jumping on the medication at this moment. So hopefully it will get itself more more back back to more normal numbers and stuff by July. And then we can... Go from there in August with the next the second year of the medication. Uh, MS is largely recognized as an autoimmune dis- condition where the body's natural defenses become confused and attack healthy t- tissues and s- the central nervous system. HSCT carries many of the side effects associated with traditional ke- ke- chemotherapy, including hair loss, which likely explains Blair's social media posts. No, she just decided to shave her head and take a picture. Who gives a shit? And it's like this whole Will Smith crap and all that shit. It's like Jada and her hair, we're going to make a big deal out of it. What do you think male male pattern balding is? It's alopecia. I mean, for Christ's sakes, people. <laughs> I mean, we constantly hear guys do this, girls can't do it, girls... Girls want to be able to do this. Well, hey, you want want equality? Welcome to hair loss. It's a blast. (laughs) What the hell? (laughs) I don't know why anybody has to make hair loss an issue. I mean, many medications will affect hair thinning, hair loss, whatever. It's just, yeah. I can live with hair loss if it does something, but it's not going to do anything but except for the same things a pill would do or an infusion would do of some other type of MS med. Then I'll screw it. I'll just take that med instead. But honestly, after the second round of Mavenclad, I don't know if I will take anything again for a long part of my life because being in secondary progressive, I can't. I can't really have no hopes for anything better in the future anyways, so why bother? It's just extra chances of getting other issue, health issues because of the medications that I'm on, and I can't take the medications that I want to be on that don't cause health issues. But our medical society is so ass-backwards, they're just not getting... Getting to where they should be in the 21st century. It's like, by now, 2022, 
the medical field should be way more progressed. Sadly, it's not. Uh, a common misconception is that HSCT will reverse MS progress. It has only shown success in stopping MS activity. So don't expect miracles to happen. Bone marrow does not provide new cells for brain building. They give you derived bone marrow cells like T and B cells. When you do the HSCT. Uh, HSCT is not readily available. We will need more well done clinical trials demonstrating the full risks and benefits of the procedure. Uh, yeah, my, uh, my doctor, my PCP, I seen my neurologist on last Monday and then on Friday I seen my PCP and she's like, have you heard of stem cell treatment? It's like, yeah, I've heard of it, but it's not available. It's like, well, it is for certain things, but not for MS at the moment in our country, at least that I know of easily to get to. Uh, she didn't offer setting up an appointment for me. So obviously she didn't have no connections and she's had people that have done stem cells for other parts, other problems like leg issues and stuff like that. But uh, yeah, she doesn't know of anywhere I can go get it for MS, but she asked me about whether or not I knew about it. But I'm not going out of country for it. This one patient said HSCT saved their life. Uh, since his treatment, he's traveled to almost 30 countries. So that's great. I, but I still think, I really feel that you're going to have the 10-year effect like you have with that laser eye surgery and stuff. After 10 years, all your problems are going to come back and they're going to hit you hard. That's fine. If you get 10 years of relief, hey, hell yeah, I'll take it. <laughs> but uh, I don't know if everybody's getting these same results, not from what I've seen, but he shaved his head and had fun with it. It's like, exactly. It's like, if you're going to lose your hair anyways, why have blotchy little spots? Just shave the shit. It'll grow back eventually if it does. If it doesn't, then oh well, do something else with it. Uh He also says his MS has turned, oh, what's this? In 2010, he had the HSCT tr transplant as part of HALT MS, an NIH-sponsored clinical trial. His MS was scarily aggressive on the EDSS scale, the Expanded Disability Status Score. He dropped two points in two months. And the year before that, he picked up a cane for the first time. By fall, he couldn't cross a living room floor without a walker. So yeah, his stuff was getting really aggressive all of a sudden. That's one of those times where you uh, all of a sudden do something. It's like kind of, it's like a big steroid treatment. It's like it can make you feel good for a little while, but long term is what we want to know more about. But 
Then we uh, also got a little list of things like Selma Blair talks. Things that she suggests doing now, but is that now and now in your condition or now and now for everybody? <laughs> or do it now before you can't do it is basically how I look at it. Do what you can until you can't and appreciate it while you can. She talks about facing facts. It's like, well, yeah, face the facts that you got a disease and deal with it. Be yourself at any age. It's like, I always promoted being myself. I'm not trying to be someone I'm not. I'm not acting. I'm not playing up things. Uh, keep going. Yeah, I try and keep going. Every day of life, as much as I can, I try and get done. It's like from wake up to bed, it's like I'm trying to get stuff accomplished. And I don't care about accomplishing things anymore that feel like they need to be done for work or for someone else. I worry about accomplishing my things, things for me. That's what I want to focus on. Reach out and touch someone. Uh, Connecting with people is always a good thing. Makes you always feel a little bit better. You don't feel all sluggish and drugged down because you're not getting out and getting that fresh air and talking with friends. Uh, flaunt your assets. <laughs> it's mentioned that using a cane and getting rid of high heels and stuff like that to cutting down and starting to wear tennis shoes instead and getting rid of the cane. The cane can help prevent stuff from the future. Make a cane look good. Why does the cane have to be such a negative aspect? It's like you're using it to get where you need to. I hate every time I'm using the cane. There's always some jackass that has to make a comment. Like, why does it bother you that I'm using a cane? It's like, if you want to keep making a comment, I can help you to the point where you may need a cane or a walker or a wheelchair if you want to keep up being a dick. But other than that, don't worry about what I'm doing. Just worry about yourself. Leave me alone. But yeah, old friends and stuff. It's like, really? What's wrong with you? Why can't you walk normal? <laughs> uh, oh, sorry, I hit you with my car. Why can't you walk normal? <laughs> uh, find closure. Yeah, if you need it, you need it. I don't need closure. As far as I'm concerned, I'm tired of trying to explain stuff to everybody else in the past. You haven't figured out by now what's up with me. I got 400 episodes of a podcast almost. Listen to one. You might understand what's up with me instead of coming at me with your harsh comments. And Yeah, that's why I do this. To make myself feel better cognitively and to get things off my chest. And if you want to know what's on my chest and what I'm dealing with, listen to my podcast. Simple as that. Embrace change. Yeah, you have to adapt to whatever your life brings you. I mean, 
I don't see any of those things as being really anything new. It's not really medically related, I don't think. Uh, you just got to adapt to life. And whether you have a disease or not, your life's going to change over the years. Every decade or so, something different's going to happen with you. You're going to get slower. You're going to get brain might get a little less active and your joints might not work as well as the past you might not be able to jump on top of that skateboard and do a handful of tricks <laughs> dropping in and jumping around and going out skiing and stuff and expect to be able to do it like you like you're riding a bike those things, the muscle memory is not still there. Uh, the physicality of your body is not still there. You're going to pay for a lot of things if you try and do them without warming up, practicing for overtime and getting your body used to it again. So definitely take that into consideration. Just live life to your best. And don't worry about the rest. Don't worry about everybody else. Don't. You don't have to answer to everybody and come up with answers for everybody along the way. That's just, that's dumb, in my opinion. Let's just focus on ourselves and focus on our happiness. Don't worry about everybody else's. We're all going to be dead very soon. And then it won't matter. <laughs> Why worry about it now? Uh, let's look into some secondary progressive MS. Some medication treatments and options. They have sapinamod, mazenet. Uh, the most common, it's was approved in 2019 to treat relapsing forms of MS, including RRMS and SPMS. The treatment is taken orally as a pill once a day. Studies show that it slows MS progression and reduces the number of relapses. Because the drug, this drug acts on the cells of the immune system, it could increase the risk for infection. Your doctor may want to check out your blood cell count before you start taking it. If you are pregnant or planning to become pregnant, you should not use sapanamod. The most common side effects include headache and high blood pressure. Other possible risks are inflammation in the macular of the eye, called macular edema, vision changes, slowed heart rate, lung problems, liver damage, and birth defects. Then we have cladribine, which is Mavenclad, which I am on. Shortly after approving sapinamod, the FDA also approved cladribine, Mavenclad, to treat relapsing forms of MS, including active secondary progressive MS. This, is, this medication is also taken orally as a pill. It's taken in two treatment cycles over a period of Two years, each cycle lasts up to 20 days. 
And basically you're doing up to five days of pills, up to two pills a day, depending on your weight. And five days of pills the first month, five days of pills the second month, and then nothing for the rest of the year. And then you follow it up with a second year just like that. Uh, doctors may recommend this drug only if other MS medications haven't worked for you because of its risks. It has a black box warning, the strongest warning a medication can carry about possible side effects because it may increase the risk of cancer and birth defects. Uh, before starting this treatment, talk to your doctor about whether you're at increased risk for cancer, both women and men who are sexually active and fertile and who could potentially conceive a baby with their partner need to use contraceptives. If they take cladribine, if you become pregnant, you should stop taking it right away. Uh, other risks related to it are increased risk for colds, shingles, and other infections, headaches, low white blood cell count, and other blood cell counts, and liver damage. So, watch out for that. Another medication is mitoxentron, which is novantron. Mitoxentron was originally used as a cancer medication. It's now been FDA approved for treating certain types of MS, including secondary progressive MS. The medication stops immune cells from attacking the myelin sheath that protects nerves. It may help reduce disability in people with SPMS. Mitoxitrone is taken as an infusion, given once every three months. Side effects include an increased risk of congestive heart failure. And your doctor may check your heart health before you start taking this drug. It's not recommended for use during pregnancy. So, be careful with all that. Watch out for things. Uh, if you're living with active secondary progressive MS, the National MS Society recommends trying one of the many DMTs that are FDA approved to treat relapsing forms of MS, including Lemtuzumab, which is Lemtrada, Dimethylfumarate, which is Tecfidera, Fingolimod, which is Jelenia, Vladimir Acetate, which is Copaxone, Interferon beta-1A, which is Avonex and Rebev. Interferon beta-1B, which is Betaseron and Extavia. Natalizumab, which is Tisabri. Ocrelizumab, which is Ocrevis. Teraflunamide, which is Abagio. Ozanamod, which is Zapazia. And Direximal Fumarate, which is Bumeridae. So, yeah, there's a variety of treatments you can look into. Some treatments for SPMS target specific problems. These medications won't generally slow the progression of the disease, but they help you feel better and improve your quality of life. Some medications may help with relapses if you have them, including methotrexate. And corticosteroids, your doctor can also prescribe treatments for specific symptoms. 
such as amantadine, uh, which is gokavri or oxmolix, modafinil, which is provigil, and methylphenidate, which is ritalin, to relieve tiredness. You can get citalopram, which is Celexa, fluoxetine, which is Prozac, and sertraline, which is Zoloft, to treat depression. You can get Delphempridine, which is Ampira, to improve walking ability. You can get Dolexetine, which is Cymbalta, Gabapentin, which is Neurotin, and Venlafaxine, which is a fixer, to ease pain. Uh, There's muscle relaxants to relieve muscle stiffness and spasms. There's oxybutynin, oxytrol, tanzolusin, which is Flomax, and tolterodine, which is detrol to treat bladder problems. I like oxybutynin, but I'm lately having to double up on things, so... But yeah, that and lifestyle changes can be helpful. Exercise and physical activity may improve your mobility and reduce pain. It's like anything to keep active is a good thing. And then setting goals is a is helpful. Writing stuff down, planning it out. Uh, goals matter to both both of us, especially. Well, to all of us, goals have focused that can focus your needs, mission, and what you're trying to achieve. Help communicate better. Goal without a plan is just a wish. You have to name it, claim it. Stay determined, but make adjustments as needed. And just work with friends and family. Work with groups. Living with that. SPMS is challenging, but it shouldn't stop you from having and achieving personal goals. There's a lot of the disease has taken from us, but we think that's that it's important to keep our eyes set on all we have yet to accomplish. Even when it gets frustrating, it's crucial to never give up on going after your goals. MS is here for the long haul, but more importantly, so are we. And it's Focus on the things that make you happy. Life is short. Do what you can that you can enjoy. And don't worry about the stuff that stresses you out. It's a huge waste of time. Stress and anxiety is just going to make our disease worse. So let's just focus on us and have some fun with it. So go out today. Do something that makes you happy. And we will get back to you again soon. Be good to yourself, be good to everybody else, kick shit out of monster, rate, review, tell a friend, send questions and comics to Kevin at Kevin the Duckpool at gmail.com. And subscribe. Tell a friend. Get us some backers. And we'll get back to you again soon. Probably tomorrow with a health episode. Bye bye.